and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Welcome back to Operation Adopted. Today, our guest is Mike, and here is the overview of his adoption story. So yeah, hey, glad to be here. Uh, super excited, super honored when I got that uh, call from you a couple weeks ago um, that you wanted to uh, have me on the on your podcast. I was uh, super excited, but uh, I knew also it was going to be a little bit of an emotional time coming up to it and processing through uh, some some things that I had to work through in my younger years. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to be here. So with all that being said, I guess I'll start at the beginning. I was about 10 months old when I was adopted by a Caucasian family here in America. And um, kind of the the story of how I was conceived was my biological mother, she was a victim of rape. And it was uh, something that I found out later on in my my teen years, the whole story, but and we'll get to that, but it was, um, I was brought into this world, uh, and uh, she had tried to abort me three times unsuccessfully on her own, um, and this is, again, in a third world country, so there is a certain level of, um, obviously, financial um, thought that goes into uh, being a single mother in that type of atmosphere, but also um, the ability to just care for me at that time, because she was she was very young. So uh, after three failed abortions that she tried to do on her own, uh, she gave birth to me um, and uh, just dropped me off at an orphanage step. So being accepted into that orphanage at uh, a newborn, um, you know, there wasn't any note or story or anything that my biological mother left with me when I was on the steps. But uh, I guess, I don't know, there was a, a time where later on uh, she had actually come back and provided her story to the orphanage. And the only reason I know that is because uh, in paperwork that I have uh, from my adopted parents, there's a whole case study that uh, was able to be provided by the orphanage, which, you know, today I'm very thankful for. But uh, I was in that orphanage for a couple months and then, uh, you know, at 10 months, my Adopted parents, they came and uh, they were looking for um, a son and uh, they found me. And uh, so I was, again, I was, I was less than a year old when I came uh, to the States and uh, they went through the process of uh, making me a citizen. And uh, it's funny, I, I remember seeing, they actually saved some newspaper clippings oh, of okay. uh, me becoming a citizen. And I actually, <laughs> yeah, at the, at the time, I don't remember what the, the local uh, newspaper was, but I was on the front cover of the newspaper, oh, cool. uh, which was, you know, as, 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 as an adult now, I look at that and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty awesome that my, my parents saved that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so growing up in the area that I did, um, you know, it was a uh, suburb, suburb area um, and uh, predominantly Caucasian area uh, growing up. So um, with that, you know, there were some challenges that I, I faced growing up as, as a kid in that area and of 
not being Caucasian, uh, being Filipino and obviously some darker skin. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of questions that I was asked in in school by other classmates. And, you know, they didn't know any better, you know, just being, you know, kids and asking like, well, why do you look different than your parents? (laughs) Or like, is that your mom or is that your dad? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it's 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 uh, pretty awesome, too that uh, all my my younger brother and two younger sisters were all adopted as well. So mm-hmm. none of us are biological uh, to each other. My brother, younger brother, he's Filipino, and uh, my two younger sisters, one is Italian and Irish, and another is um, uh, South American uh, ethnicity. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, yeah, growing up, we grew up in um, a school that was, again, predominantly Caucasian. And it was one of those uh, questions that we were all constantly asked and uh, dealing with all of those, um, I don't want to say derogatory marks, but um, growing up as a kid, you have this sense of wanting to belong. Mm -hmm. And not that my parents didn't show love to me and and show me and love me in a way that they treated me as like I was their own biological son. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, it's not the fact that they didn't show love or care for me, but it was just kind of one of those, like, I knew I was different. Um, and growing up in school, it was kind of one of those things that kind of, I don't want to say dwelled on me, but it definitely made me question a lot of, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, again, in my earlier school years, I would say I was probably maybe one or two out of two (laughs) people of, of different ethnicities, Mm -hmm. uh, in that area that, uh, were of color. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the time I graduated, I would say there's probably a lot more, probably I'd say maybe like 10, 15 percent of the of the of the, yeah. the class may have been of a mixed ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, you know, again, that definitely played a little bit of like a mental, um, I don't want to say struggle, but um, some questions that I that I still had. And then um, in my teen years. Probably, I want to say junior high, early junior high years, so maybe like fifth, sixth, or seventh grade, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Uh, my parents uh, shared uh, the story that they had, the case study mm-hmm. and the history of uh, uh, my conceivement and how I uh, became an adoptee. Mm-hmm. So, kind of processing through all of that as somewhat of a teenager, it um, again kind of had created a lot of more a lot more questions Mm. um also again kind of feeling knowing the whole story of kind of how i was conceived it made me think to myself that i wasn't wanted Mm. or i had no value um where i was rejected Mm -hmm. and as as a young young teenager um kind of processing that it kind of it definitely played a uh a part in some of the, uh, I guess you could say, uh, well-being and health, the mental health that I had. And, you know, so so processing through that, um, again, to my parents, it wasn't that my parents didn't show love or care for me. It was just yeah. kind of one of those things that as an adopt, as an adopted son or an adopted child, mm-hmm. it was something that I'm sure others that were in the same boat can totally relate to. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, processing through and, and, and working with, again, my parents through everything and um, 
it was it made it a little bit easier. And again, too, having brothers and sisters that were also adopted kind of all gave <laughs> us a common ground mm. uh, to be able to, um, you know, have a bond. And again, too, between me and my youngest sister, there was seven years. Yeah. So it was there was a big span of, of age gap there. But um, again, it all gave us a common ground. So mm. kind of going through the high school years and, and college years, you know, it, it kind of I kind of processed through things a little bit more. And mm. it kind of gave me a little bit of a different perspective. Um, there was a little bit of uh, anger and resentment mm. um, kind of towards m- my biological mother and uh whether or not it was just or not it it, there was those were emotions that i kind of had to process through Mm -hmm. and uh you know coming out of college and into um my younger 20s um it was still kind of something playing in the back of my mind and i thought about pretty pretty frequently um but then i met uh my wife and, you know, when I shared my story with her, and again, this is something that, like, I never told anybody mm. up until mm-hmm. I met my wife. And we, mm. um, so when we were dating, we were a couple months in, and, you know, we kind of, she saw that obviously my parents were of different yeah. color, color. <laughs> of me. Yeah. And it was just kind of one of those things. Um, she, she didn't realize that I was adopted, and I didn't even think to tell her that I was. Mm. And again, mm-hmm. too, it's just, it wasn't something that I thought of right off the bat Mm -hmm. because I still call my dad dad and Mm -hmm. my mom mom um but uh you know when it it was really funny when we when she first came over to the house uh she kind (laughs) of did like a a one-two look (laughs) like Mm -hmm. a double take like Mm -hmm. wait what are you are you joking with me what's going on here and then like I said it dawned on me that I never actually shared that with her Mm. So I guess that, that kind of opened the door for me to be a little bit more open with her and sharing with her, you know, obviously my whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very thankful with the fact that she can't. She came alongside me and yeah. kind of like helped me process through a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. um, to where it wasn't me being adopted was not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it was a great thing you know so uh there, again there were a lot of things that i had to process through and i'm very thankful for my wife that mm-hmm. she was able to help me work through that um and also a big part of that is i'm, I'm giving god glory through all of this because mm-hmm. um you know I, I firmly believe that uh if it wasn't for god and my wife uh being able to uh process all of this stuff i i would not be here today mm-hmm. but going from i look back on my my teenage years um, from going through the, the, the thoughts of, I don't want to say depression, but yeah. negative thoughts and, um, not feeling valued or feeling rejected. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, the word adopted at that time to me as a young, young kid and a teenager just felt like rejected and I just didn't belong. Mm. Um, but again, now looking at it from a different perspective and different stage in life, it, uh, the word adoption to me means accepted mm. and you know it's just one of those things when you when you when you do accept that meaning um you know it gives you a different a different perspective on it and the one thing i love is the fact that now like my wife and me we have two beautiful children we have uh, a daughter and a son and you know it's it's now like we have the same opportunity now. My wife and I have the opportunity to share, you know, my story with them. Mm. But it's also to kind of give like that 
story of hope that there is opportunity. And, you know, I look back on it now and, you know, if I was not adopted, you know, would I have had the same opportunities um, that I would have mm. if I was still in the Philippines? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'd like to say, or I'll be honest, I don't think I would. Mm. But, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for uh, the, the heart that my parents had yeah. in wanting to adopt um, and not just one but all the children that uh, they have mm-hmm. so it's uh, it's been a journey for sure mm-hmm. um, and again there's a lot of stuff that uh, again to like I just had to process through which would eat up a lot of time on this <laughs> podcast but um, it's kind of one of those things again there's not many people that do or that I did share this with yeah. um, prior to today that whole entire experience of you reading that letter like over and over and over and over again from you know what happened to your mother and that experience which is very traumatizing you know what do you do with that information at such a young age you know when i when when i processed it you know in my tween years it was one of those like I, I internalized it because I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't share it with a lot of people mm-hmm. um you know because I felt embarrassed I felt ashamed I felt you know I was rejected and not just because like I was given up for um I was left on an orphanage step but it's the fact that like she tried to abort my my mother tried to abort me not once not twice but three times Mm -hmm. you know so dealing with the fact that like I wasn't wanted yeah I didn't belong Mm -hmm. you know dealing with that type of so I I carried that and Mm -hmm. you know like I felt I don't know if I felt guilty or just all of that all that weight I carried mm. and, you know, I acted out on it for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and my, my, my adopted parents took the brunt of that. Yes. It was one of those things, but you know, they knew they were going to be having these conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when they adopted me, they knew they were going to be doing this. They knew mm-hmm. that this day would come. Mm. Um, and not just for me, but for my younger brother and two younger sisters, both all being adopted. So they Absolutely. knew they were going to have this conversation. So it's one thing I do admire about my parents mm-hmm. is the fact that they were still willing to go through that. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was an emotional experience when they when they first adopted me, when they first met me, you mm-hmm. know. And same thing for if they did that uh, all, three times over for my brothers and sisters. They went yeah. through those emotions three times over. Absolutely. And then now that... They're explaining and they're sharing my 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 story, mm. uh, you know, for me and and my younger brothers and sisters. They they open that door to you know past hurts mm. um, that they experienced because they couldn't conceive. Yeah, you know, so there was there's a it was a ball mm. of emotions that they had to go through as as parents. Yeah, you know, and and you know as a, as a teenager, my ex, you know my experience is going to be different from somebody else's. Mm-hmm. But that was my experience as a teenager. I didn't really look at it that way. Mm. But being a parent now of two children yeah. myself, like sometimes you're going to have to have those those hard conversations and go Absolutely. through those those balls of emotions. And, mm. and but you know what, though, you know, God works everything for good. I, I firmly mm. believe that, you know. Mm. So the way I look at it now and, and you know, it wasn't until uh, my my early 20s when yeah. I met my wife who, you know, I shared my story with and it was a heavy topic for her to understand. But you know what? It was in that moment. She knew like she she understood and she helped me process through that grieving process Absolutely. of, of, you know, going through all of those emotions, the anger, the sadness, um, you know, mm. whatever, every, every emotion out there, the anger, the bitterness, yeah. um, that's not what we were created to carry, Mm-mm. you know? Um, so she helped me through that, but she also helped me identify that like, 
I'm adopted into the family of God, into the kingdom of God, because mm-hmm. I am a child of God. You know, when, when God, this didn't take God by surprise. It's not Mm-mm. a surprise to him. He, yeah. he knew that this moment was going to come. He knew that little Mike, who was born in 1987, <laughs> was going to be sitting here today on a podcast with you. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew this. He yeah. knew this. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know, it's a, it is a process to go through. Absolutely. It's yeah. a long and hard process yeah. and will continuously change over time. Yeah. And that's key. too it's going to change over time and it'll always be ever growing yeah and a part of you yeah no matter where you go you can run try to run some people try to run away from their past or Mm. whatever the case may be but in your situation you embraced it in such a way that it allowed you to be who you are now yeah and provide that experience and and provide that comfort i guess later on in life from your now wife and you have your lovely children and talking to people about adoption and, and who are married and have kids and or just married they talk about the fact that their spouse has become a really big part in their grieving process mm. and or healing process yeah and it's really interesting because it is true i mean that's how it worked for my husband and i i talking to him about my experiences growing up and i never even registered my mm. feelings until talking out loud to him to explain it and you realizing it looking back you're like that's what that is yeah you know i felt that yeah feeling of guilt or shame or rejection or all of them absolutely and for him to you know combat that and be like well that's not your life now right you know and and i'm sure your wife kind of did similar for you and in that sense and it's amazing what's placed in front of you Mm. to be able to help you heal and process through everything. Yeah. Yeah, she helped me. She definitely helped me process and give a different perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, it was one of those like, hey, in that moment, God God gave you an opportunity mm-hmm. to to do something better for your life because I can't guarantee where I would be if I was still in the Philippines. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know where I would be if I wasn't adopted by my parents. I have no clue. I, I don't know. You know, Absolutely. but I'm I'm glad that I was given that opportunity, that second chance, mm-hmm. that third chance or whatever it was, yeah. you know. So it's just one of those one of those things that I, I really look back on now more frequently than than in previous years. But maybe just because of the stage of life I'm in with kids, yeah. um, because kids are precious, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are the future. They are Absolutely. the future of this world. I mean, you know, and. I'm bringing faith into this, but it's one of those things, you know, as, as a father and, and, and my wife as a family unit, as parents and pouring into our kids and, and showing them uh, Christ-like love, um, you know, that's what I want to do. Adoption is not something for the light of heart. It is very difficult, very hard emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, And, you know, it requires so much dedication, commitment, and time. Yeah. Because I don't even, do you even know how long your process was to get you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, oh, my, I remember, you know, it's funny. I talked with my my father a couple a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, you know, the adoption uh, question came up and, you know, growing up as kids. And, you know, I, I asked my dad, I said, how long did it take? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my goodness, a long time. 
Mm-hmm. He didn't allude, allude to any any amount of months or years, but it, mm-hmm. it takes a long time. Absolutely. You know, so for the parents going through that process of their passion to want to adopt and pour into, um, you know, this this son or daughter as their own, you know, that's an, a, a taxing emotion, a, a very taxing season for, mm-hmm. for the parents, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I know my process, mine was over a year. Wow. I, my parents started the press before I even was conceived. So that wow. that's a long <laughs> time wow. to, to wait it out. So I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, keep it, keep at it. It's worth it in the end if that's truly your passion and, yeah. and your calling to do so. Yeah. So in the interesting part about your story too is that you, you have so much detail from your adoption. Yeah. And, and the fact that your mom was willing to come back, mm. you know, and, and, and give you the, these little details about you and, and what you may have inherited from them or physically attribute wise. Yeah. My question for you is, do you know any medical history from that? Does she bring that into it or, or not really? Yeah. So, uh, that's a great, that's a great question because, uh, you know, I'm getting older Mm-hmm. Not getting any younger, so <laughs> you know the the health of of the body is is becoming a little bit more on the forefront of my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I have a family lineage no. that I can go back to and be like, oh hey, like oh well, you had my parents had arthritis or my parents yeah. had X Y and Z in their year their older years. So mm-hmm. it's not like something I can go back to. Uh, so it's kind of you know. So for my wife and I having uh, a bloodline of my two kids for the first time, mm-hmm. um, we can start a family medical history. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a question that like comes into mind anytime. Like I think like I'm getting a body ache or which is like all the mm-hmm. time now. It comes with age. I, I guess. It does. It does. <laughs> but I think to myself like, Oh man, like what's going to happen? Am I going to have arthritis at the age of 35 at the age of 40? I don't know. Maybe I will, but you, you know what? Know. Like, Hey, that's, that's, that's part of life. That's part of who I am. And mm-hmm. you know what? It is what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, in that case study that they, that the uh, social workers gave me, mm-hmm. they had said that, uh, um, they gave, you know, physical descriptions of like almond shaped eyes, tan complexions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you wouldn't know it now, but I had, I used to have long black wavy hair, like Troy Palomalu hair. You did, yeah. I remember yeah. that now. Like, yeah, I would have never remember that. And now, since I've had kids, my I don't have any hair. I, I kind of <laughs> jo- <laughs> I joke around with my daughter that because her hair looks exactly what I used to have. So mm-hmm. when she was born, she came out like that. And mm-hmm. uh, so the joke I have with her is, "You took all my hair." No, that's funny. So, <laughs> but the physical descriptions they gave, and you, you know, I was kind of like surprised at the height because a lot of mm. if if you go to the Philippines, like. M- men in the Philippines are, are not very tall. No. They're not very tall. So if I was to go over there, I would be considered a giant. I think like your average really? male male Filipino wow. height is like between five and five five, I think. Wow. Give or take. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Uh, no, yeah, but no. Yeah. I would be I would be considered taller. But okay. here in America, I'm considered short. You know, your average male is yes. like anywhere between five ten and six yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. True. So it's one of those things. Like it's it's all about you know in a different culture. Hmm. It's it's all about perspective and too. Pe- so. Perspective is always key. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How tall are you? I am five eight. If you don't mind me asking. I'm five eight on a good okay, day. Okay, that's not like <laughs> <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> that's an 
I thought that was, I guess it's not. I thought that was like more of an average height and um, like American height. I don't know. Maybe I just hang out with really tall people all the time. So well, I mean, you <laughs> I hung out with my brothers a lot growing up, and they're they're, they're six foot plus, so yeah. that's probably why. Yeah, because like you're tall <laughs> to me, you're tall, but I'm short, so <laughs> I mean it's fine. But <laughs> oh, that's interesting though. What? So I asked the medical history stuff because that is something that when I've talked to people and. Or, or, people in general that are been adopted they say that that's one of the biggest things that they wish they mm, knew yeah because yeah. it will affect you sure. and your children if you have children yeah, and absolutely. you won't be able to prepare them in the way that you could if you you know had a medical history it's kind yeah. of like you're starting from scratch yeah whereas yeah. all these other people know and they're like oh you should look out for this make sure you have this your your grandfather had this your, your mom or your dad had this or, or right. whatever the case may right. be it's like oh okay yeah. Like what I mean, there's not much we can do about it other than document as much as possible for our children. Yeah. So that, you know, we prepare them for the future and the best that we can. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah, it is, it is definitely something, like I said, or a little earlier, it's definitely on the the front, forefront of my mind. Now, yeah. Now, um, just because my kids aren't getting younger. No. So <laughs> it's just one of those. I remember as a kid, too, I used to have, I was epileptic. So I used to have seizures um, yes. somewhat constantly. Mm. Um, but uh, when I got into my teen years, it, it kind of it fizzled out. Mm, um, so that's something, too, that like I thought about, you know, as a parent, like my kid's going to have seizures. Like, mm, like well, maybe when they're younger. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and praise God, they haven't. Mm. You know, my kids are both healthy. They are above par with with their health, with yeah. their yearly half yearly six month checkups or whatnot so mm, yeah Ch children whatever. have go to doctor more yeah whatever whatever <laughs> the whatever, required whatever the requirement is yeah. recommendation is now bill of health comes back good well that's really good i wanted to ask you this question and i forget to ask people this but do you actually know your birthday like your date of birth mm. yeah so that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading through that that case study mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, sometimes when there's not good documentation, sometimes mm -hmm. things kind of can get left out, not intentionally, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but just because that's what people take in as, a, as what they experienced. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's per that case study mm -hmm. um, when my mother gave birth to me, mm -hmm. I was left right on the orphanage step. It was one of those like okay. October 4th. 1987 like that day so i believe that and then the fact that when my mother came back she was able to give those details mm, that makes sense so i i understand too that like having that little even though like it doesn't seem like a lot it's only four pages mm -hmm. it's a lot on four pages Absolutely. there's a heavy weight on that on those four pages but it, yeah i understand not everybody has that yeah. Oh, no. no I, you know, I, I, not I, a lot I, of people <laughs> have that, you know, yeah. and even though it's only four pages, it's four pages more than somebody else. So I recognize that I'm I'm very fortunate. Oh, yeah. To be able to have that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's incredible experience. I mean, I wish I had something like I don't have anything to to have that piece of information is really neat to hear that you have, because yeah. a lot of times people don't. They don't have anything. They have zero information or they want to find them or they don't know or whatever the case may be, but having that little bit of information is is a really big part of your story. Yeah. Which is really neat that you even have that uh, yeah. beforehand, you know, before you were adopted, this is your life. Yeah. And now 
you know your past and your present. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Overall to think about. <laughs> very, very fortunate to be able to have that. Yeah, that's really cool. So would you ever consider wanting to go and find your birth mother? You know, have you ever thought about that? Yeah, I get asked that. I'm sure you do a lot. A lot. <laughs> you know, like with people that I share my story with, they're like, well, have you ever thought about it? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things I never really did until a people couple years. Yeah, until a couple <laughs> years ago. Um, and it wasn't, you know, even like within the past like five, six, six years, it's not like I had a resentment towards her. It, no. It's not that like I didn't have the desire to go find her or reach out. Just didn't think um, about it. You know, but in the, it's, it's funny too. I'm going to bring back that case study. One of the the sentences and or paragraphs that were in there was that my my biological mother she had asked that or said stated that she would love to see me mm, when I'm grown if the, if the latter decides. Huh. So it's one of those like very cool. Huh, okay, all right. Well now and that and then the fact that more people are asking me about it mm-hmm. too. Um, it's definitely been a thought. Mm-hmm. That's kind of creeping its way closer to the front of my mind. Yeah. Um, I also know that it's going to bring a ball of emotions that yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for. Absolutely. Um, but if it's if it's the Lord's will, then it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a couple times I've I've looked into the name of the orphanage that was on the case study. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's no longer there. Oh wow. I believe. Um, but, uh, it's like, well, at least I had a starting point and then there's mm-hmm. actually a couple names of the, the social worker uh, and who it's noted by. Uh, hmm. so I have those names. I've yet to actually run with it, run with it. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know if, uh, if I'm, if I'm ready. Yeah. Um, maybe one day. That's fair. But, uh, would, would I would I want to see my birth mother? I guess the answer is yes. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, and I'd be, I'd love to be able to tell her like, thank you. Yeah. And I love you. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I didn't know you, I still love you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm part of you. Yes. You know, so it's, yeah. it was one of those like things that like, I'm sure she's probably carried some weight and some guilt along. Um, so it's one of those things like I just want to tell her like if if I ever get the chance to meet her. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. Yeah. I still love you. Mm. You know? And it turned out for the better for you both probably. Yeah. In the wrong yeah. Way. yeah. 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 Mm. That's amazing that you that's what you would want to go back and say to her. Yeah. That's not what a lot of people probably in your situation would go back and yeah, say. You know, because I, I recognize a lot of people would just ask why. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, but like the way I look at it is, you know, and I'm bringing faith back into this. It's the fact that God had this planned out. Mm-hmm. You know, God can use anything that the evil one wants to use for, for, for bad. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he'll turn it into something good. I mean, God has blessed me with the opportunity of living um, a good life raising li- being raised in an American home yeah. uh, you know a Christian home mm-hmm. um, loving parents um, financially everything was okay growing up I had everything I needed to get through life as a kid yeah. and then some mm-hmm. um, and the fact now that God's blessed me with a beautiful wife um, mm-hmm. who loves me for who I am baggage mm-hmm. and all yeah. and the fact that I have two beautiful healthy kids mm. um, you know God has blessed me with all of that so mm. and you know it's the one thing too like they 
man, my kids are like everything to me, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's one of those things. I don't know if I would have had that opportunity had I still been in the Philippines. Mm, and stayed there. And stayed there. And was, when was raised in that yeah. environment. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting concept to think about how your life would have turned out if yeah. you hadn't been adopted or, and, or if you weren't put up for adoption and you yeah. were just kind of, you know, born and raised there. Yeah. Yeah. Something I think about for myself too sometimes, mm. like from time to time. What would, have, what would it have been like? Not in the sense of like regret or sure. or resentment from it, more of so of a curiosity of, yeah. I'm curious, you know, what would it, you know, what yeah. would it have possibly been like? Yeah. Looking for back sure. on it. So, very interesting. You had mentioned before earlier when you were going over your overview that you have siblings that were also adopted growing up. Mm -hmm. Do you think that helped at all in your life to be able to, had, did you ever have conversations with your siblings about being adopted or did you guys just kind of yeah. not talk about it? <laughs> so it was one of those things, you know, because there was such a vast age difference between me and my youngest sister. Oh, I think true. there's like a seven and a half year. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's a seven year difference because my mm -hmm. younger sister and I have the same exact birthday. Go figure. Imagine that. Do you guys really? We do. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know, it's one of those things like I have on my calendar, you know, sister's birthday. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's my birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite um, cool though. But yeah, because there was such a vast difference, you know, when I was, when I was 13, my youngest sister was seven. So mm, I didn't really okay. have that opportunity to really share with them yeah. um, at, at, you know, when I was still living at home mm -hmm. with my parents. Um, I know growing up, it was one of those, like we all, like I said earlier, we knew we were adopted, but we didn't understand the concept really of what it. I don't mean? believe. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, but uh, um, now that we're older, um, I know that uh, one of my, actually two of my sisters have actually found their biological mm. parents. Yeah. Um, and they know that they have biological sisters and, and brothers. Mm. Um, and that's awesome. You know, like that's, that's part of your family. That's yeah. part of who you are. Absolutely. And you, you, I think you, you deserve to, to know that mm -hmm. and also embrace that, mm. you know, the good and the bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, growing up as kids, we, I don't think I had as many conversations as I would have liked to have had. Okay. With like my, my brothers and sisters, but I will say this, it did all give us a common ground, mm -hmm. something to relate to. So even though mm -hmm. like, you know, like you have families that have biological sons and daughters and mm -hmm. then you have adopted sons and daughters too, Yeah, you know, there's those questions and I'm sure there's probably like that underlying question of like, I'll never be good enough because I'm not their son or I'm not their, their daughter. Yeah. You know, I get, yeah. I can't relate to that, mm -hmm. you know, but for, for me and, and my, my family growing up as kids, you know, we all had that common ground of knowing like, Hey, mm. we're all adopted. You know, I, I say That's this, cool. I say this joke. Um, and, uh, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, being a, a multi-race adopted family, yeah. it's like, you know, I can't tell you how many people would turn their heads at us when we would go oh, yeah. out. Like, mm -hmm. are you guys operating a daycare? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know? So it's just kind of like one of those, I remember seeing like so many people like looking and even Staring. like, yeah, like other yeah. kids, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like look back, like I can't be, you know, I'm not mad at the the, the kids that no. would just like stop there and stare at you. Like, mm -hmm. 
who are you? What are you? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, you know, I could be wrong maybe, but back in, and I don't, I didn't do any history search here, but back in like, I feel like the, the late eighties and early nineties when I was adopting and when I was a younger kid, mm-hmm. I don't think adoption was as popular as it may be right now or talked about. No. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I could be wrong. So don't quote me, but I feel as if like it wasn't openly talked about as freely as it is now. Mm. No, I mean, that makes sense. Growing up, same concept. Yeah. I mean, all my whole entire family is white. And then there's me. <laughs> yeah. So growing up, same thing. People used to stare all yeah. the time. And I did get mad at it sometimes. Because sure. I'm like, well, I don't know what you're staring at. Yeah. Because as yeah. You, for you as a kid, you're like, this is normal. Yeah. You know, this is my family. People never believed that my brother was my brother at school either. Right. Or that my they didn't understand the concept of my parents being my parents. Right. They're like, oh, your mom's white so your dad must be asian like no yeah (laughs) they're like oh so your dad's white and your mom's asian like no and they're like well how does that work i'm like what do you mean how does that work like you know it's adoption it's just different it is and being in that mixed kind of environment yeah in in culture and and then family dynamic growing up it was really interesting in a predominantly a more predominantly Caucasian white American right, yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Where yeah. it's weird to see not weird, but it's unusual to see anyone that's not that and or a mix. Yeah. It yep. was it was very unusual. So Man, you say neighborhood. I keep I mean we grew up a mile apart. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> we did. We grew up down the road. You came over to our house all the time. You like lived in our basement for like I know. I was like in one of one of your dad's adopted sons. <laughs> well, they say that all the time. There you are. So, yeah, absolutely. And it it's really it's really cool to see. It was also really neat to see your family growing up for me mm. because I used to look at your family and think that's so cool. Yeah, like they're dynamic and and just having all of you together in that kind of family structure and that style I was like yeah. oh that's so cool hmm. i loved seeing you guys growing up because it was like oh, it's so neat to see all of you together mm. in such a cohesive family kind of oriented yeah dynamic structure that is so what seems to be so unusual to people yeah looking from the outside looking in but when yeah. we all got together you know it's not any different yeah from anybody else yep. or any other family. Yeah. You got in trouble the same amount that my brother would get in trouble. You know, it's just that's the way that it is. You got loved the same that, you know, my brother would get loved. But, you know, yeah, it's no different. That family structure, as long as they're, they love you as much as they love every one of their child, children, yeah. then, you know, it's it's the same. A family is a family. Yeah. So yeah. it was really cool watching you guys grow up. Awesome. Man, and it's funny, like you never realize like how many people like you as an individual, you'll be able to impact or you leave an <laughs> yeah. impression. Yeah. You know, you leave a footprint somewhere and you don't, you don't realize that. So it's just one of those things too, like going through all of this, like it gives me a different perspective because there could be somebody out there that's hurting and like struggling with this whole process. Like, do I, yeah. do I, do I have an abortion or, and then live with that? Or do I mm. give my child up and then do I live with that guilt? Like, yeah, it's you know, just so many options. It's, it's just, you know, so, so being on your podcast here has, mm. give, it, I, I just hope that like, I can be that word of encouragement that like, mm. you're not alone. Oh, absolutely. You're not alone. No, none of us are in our, our, you know, in our stories in life. Yeah. And we're here to share them in order to kind of help others. Yeah. And and find 
maybe this will help people find peace in their own situations yeah. in life. Yeah. And your willingness to share something so raw and deep and emotional that has happened to you in your life and to be able to share it so willingly can help so many people in so many yeah. lives. Yeah. You know, asking that question and even just asking the question of, you know, what was your adoption story like, mm. you know, most people don't ask that question. Yeah. I don't know how many people asked you that growing up. Did there was there many people that asked you about your adoption growing up? You know, it's funny you, you say, did people ask you about this? Like did parents or did like adults ask you about this? Yeah. They always ask the parents. Mm-hmm. They never ask the kids. Mm-hmm. I think you and I had this discussion before we came in. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't hear the kids' side of the story. No. You know, and it's it's one of those things like I'm not I don't resent my parents oh, absolutely for, not. for share you know, for, for what they shared with anybody, no. you know, because that's their side of the story. But you yeah. know, when there's a story, there's two sides of it. And when there's mm-hmm. a relationship, there's two sides of it. So, you know, as as kids growing up, you know, you don't fully understand the context of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but being a parent now, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that balance of well, what do you what do you share? Yeah. What, and how, if you share it, how do you share it? And mm. I think that comes with knowing your kids, whether they're your biological kids mm-hmm. or your adopted kids. Uh, you love them as your own. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. yeah. I, we don't get asked that question often. Yeah. It's a taboo subject, I guess, for some people. Sure. Or they, they don't want to, I guess, for lack of better wording, trigger somebody either. <laughs> yeah. For their... Yeah. Because sometimes your story isn't positive. Sometimes yeah, it's absolutely. negative. Absolutely. And it's maybe it starts out negative and turns into a positive, or maybe it starts out as a positive, turns into negative, or just never yeah. becomes anything other than negative. Yeah. So I think people don't know how to approach it. Yeah. And they just feel like they don't know what to say mm-hmm. at that point. Because there's so many different directions it can go yeah, in. And absolutely. Situations that you could have come from that people don't want to talk about talk about it yeah absolutely yeah absolutely and that's something too like don't judge people based on their answer Mm. if it's different from yours yeah you know because again perspective it all comes down to perspective and and how your emotions and your brain works yeah i mean your testimony is different than my testimony absolutely you know just like my testimony is going to be different from my brother's testimony Mm -hmm. you know and my sister's testimony you know Mm. but you know that testimony i don't think that's ours to hold on to i think that's ours to share Mm -hmm. you know so i I'm, i'm i'm excited to see like where this goes yeah. You know, just providing yeah. that beacon of hope. Yeah. And it's the same idea of, you know, planting that seed. Yeah. We don't know where it's going to end up. Yeah. We don't know who's going to help it grow, who's going to water it, who's going to watch it grow. Mm-hmm. But if we can plant that seed into somebody to, to understand you're not alone in this mm-hmm. and people are experiencing things either similar to you and or very different from you, but feel the same that you do. Yeah. It just helps people get through you know, a lot in life. Very challenging seasons, yeah. Yeah, all their yeah. challenging seasons in life. There's so many different kinds that we go through that yeah. we don't expect to even have happen. Yeah. And then they just pop in here and there. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. someone will make an offhanded comment and then and you're that's like, how it works. what? Wait a minute. What do you mean? It's like, should I be offended? Yeah. Wait, no, I have no right to be offended. Uh, no, what? yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like that. <laughs> there were times when I got really offended growing up. Oh, you sure. Know, in our, Absolutely. In, you know, where we... We went to school. Went yeah. to school. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've gotten any. You had anything growing up? I mean, people would say they're offhanded comments that they didn't realize were mm-hmm. offensive. Yeah, 
about not every and you know not only adoption but you know other things like mm-hmm. just the way that you look. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> why are your eyes so? Why are your eyes closed? Yeah, did they're not closed? Yeah. <laughs> when you smile, you should really have them open. I'm like they are they open. Are. The struggle's real. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't fix that. Sorry. Like it doesn't work like that. That's how oh, I look. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's really funny you say that. So growing up, um, you know, dealing with those same issues and those same comments, um, <laughs> you know, it just kind of like I look back and like you know, some some of them were even from adults. Some of them were from kids. Yeah. And it's like. I can't get mad at the kids because that's how they grew up. That was well, what their parents instilled in them. Yeah, they, they weren't absorbed. told anything ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like, I'm not mad at, the, at no. whoever it was. My offense isn't there. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not offended. No. You know, but I remember, so I, I used to work in construction. Mm-hmm. And in construction, uh, it can be very abrasive. Yes. Um, and to be in construction, you got to have some callus on your hands. Okay. Um, it was one of those things, you know, so earlier on when I was still uh, working in the field as a supervisor, um, you know, like eight, nine years ago or whatever it was, you know, I remember there were so many people that would come onto the work site and I'd have country music playing. Oh. And they're like looking at me. They're like. <laughs> like, why are you listening to that? <laughs> Did you put country on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You listen to country? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. And they're like, oh. It's a genre of music. So it, it is. You know, but you know what? That created an opportunity. That created a door yeah. to give them a different perspective. So like mm. I was able to share with a lot of my coworkers at that time, um, you know, my story. So it, it, we, it, there was a there was a bond that mm. I was, you know, because of because of that situation, mm-hmm. it opened up doors to create a relationship with other people and give them different perspectives. Yeah. You know, so it helped, Very it took, cool. it took some bricks down off their, off their walls that they had up mm. and, you know, the stereotypical things that, you know, people had about certain people and certain races, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to kind of give like a different perspective, Yeah, you know, and then when That's I got cool. into a different stage in the company, there were times like I would deal with, with, with clients and subcontractors on the, on the phone. Mm. You know, I never met them firsthand. They didn't know what I looked like. And then no. when, when I go meet them for the first time, they're, they're like, like, oh, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm Mike. <laughs> uh, you, uh, wait, what? <laughs> but you can read it on their, their face, face. Yeah. Because my last name is a German last name. Absolutely. So when yeah. you see, when you see me mm-hmm. and then when you, when I tell them my name and mm-hmm. then my last name and then they see me, they're like what in the world is going on? You know, so it's, I look at that too as like, you know, I don't, I don't get offended about that, but it's just something I've dealt with my entire life. You get used to it. Yeah, you get used to it. And it's, it's, you know, not that I'm numb to it, but like my, it's really funny. My wife had had witnessed it a couple years back and she's (laughs) like, did you just see the way that that person looked at you when you told him who you were? Mm -hmm. I go, yeah. (laughs) Well, like. When, doesn't it's that like, like make you mad? I'm like, it used to, but like I've become so accustomed to it and numb yeah. to it. Like I just, it doesn't bother me, mm, you yeah. know? And I mean, like I said to her, I said, you can't get mad at them. Like what, you know, like that's, if that's what they've known their entire life. I mean, like, sure. Like I, if I was them and they were me, would I probably do the same thing? I, I maybe. would say maybe yeah. I, I would. I'd be lying if I said something different. Yeah, you don't. You genuinely don't know. Yeah, it's not how you were raised. Yeah. Oh yeah, that happens with my husband and I because we look so different too. Like he's not. Yeah. What I, I sh- people will be like, oh, you're married. Like, what does he look like? And I'm like, oh, this is what he looks like. And they're like, oh, <laughs> it's not what I expected. <laughs> not what I expected. And like, oh, okay. Or like, we'll go out and do something, and like people will stare at me or they'll yeah. stare at us, and he, yeah. and it's like. 
he didn't notice it at first and I'd be like, <laughs> Oh, that person was staring at me. He's yeah. annoyed and like he's like, What? And I'm like, You didn't see it? Like yeah. <laughs> they were looking right at yep. me. <laughs> yeah. And he started he started to see it more so as we got mm-hmm. as we've been married longer. And he's like, It happens to you all the time. Like, yeah. Yes. Mm. Like it's not unusual to have that happen, even when you're by yourself. Right. Which is odd because I thought, oh, maybe it's just because I'm with people that don't look necessarily exactly like me. Right. But it happens just when you're in public. Yeah. It, it throws people off for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look no, a certain absolutely. way. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And you know what? I love, I love taking the, you know, I used to, I used to get like so annoyed at those conversations and like I would used to yeah. get like almost like get like a, go through like a, like I hate that person because of the way mm. that they looked at me. And I didn't like feeling that way. I didn't like having those emotions. No. But like, you know, looking back on it now, like I can't fault them for it. No. As if that's all they've known. Well, that's fair. You you know? Yeah, that's not their fault. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I just look at this opportunity to really kind of just like tear walls down. Yeah. And break your stereotypical mindset of of an individual who looks, Mm. you know, who has that because. It looks different than you. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, so where we live, um, it's farm country. Yeah. It is. It's like, it's redneck farm country. It is redneck farm country. That's a really good way to describe it. <laughs> so with that being said, oh like my. I knew I knew there were going to be some challenges that like yeah. I would have to face. Growing and, up, yeah. You know, whatever. Like, but even as an adult where, where I live now, like it's redneck Isn't farm it country. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, even, re- you're even more so now. You're like yeah. in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, and not that like... I don't have anything against that term. No. You know, there's nothing. But, like, you know, that's just kind of like when people, when I tell people where I live, they're like, oh, they're like, you live out there? Yeah. Why? Like, that's the look they give me. And so I'm you like, live. <laughs> and I'm like, I love it up there. Yeah. And I knew, like, when we moved into that area, I knew I was going to be putting not just me into, like, that, that, um, that situation of people looking at you. But Definitely. I was also going to be putting my wife in that position. Yep. I was also going to be putting my kids in that situation. Yeah. You know, so it was one thing that, like, I really thought about and prayed about and considered Mm. um, when we moved up there. But you know what? When uh, being in that community now for six years and getting to know the community, people people know me. Yeah. And it's really funny for, like, people who don't know me when we get together with some friends and we're in that area. Yeah. And they see this guy of tan skin color walking mm-hmm. up with a bunch of big burly dudes and flannels. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. They funny. like kind of like do like a double take, like like who's that? Who's guy? that guy? Yeah, you know, like and, but it's just like awesome because like within like fifteen minutes, it's like that perception never existed. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have that opportunity to respond in a way the same way, mm. or you have that responding to kind of like you have that opportunity to just be like hey let me shatter your perspective yeah like let me, let me shatter let me your share, stereotypes share kindness with you in this situation <laughs> let me teach you a little bit about our life yeah yeah <laughs> going forward you know it's yeah. it's interesting and it's just such a different again it's such a different perspective yeah to look at it is it's all about perspective i think it is personally when it comes to people's stories okay um what if i asked you what the word adoption means to you what would mm-hmm. you say You know, if you were to ask this me 10 years ago. It'd probably be very different. It would be very different mm. because I wasn't, I'm not where I am today. Yeah. You know, so the way I look at it is adoption for me, for me, mm-hmm. how I would, def- what I think about when I hear the word adoption, I think accepted. 
Mm. I think second chance. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm bringing faith into it. When you, God adopts you into his family and his kingdom. Mm -hmm. God's the, our God is the God of second chances. Absolutely. And that's what I got, a second chance. So mm. the way I look at it is like I was adopted twice. I was yes. adopted by by my adopted parents, but I was also adopted into the kingdom of mm -hmm. heaven. So that's what I look at. I look at opportunity and acceptance mm. and second chances. That's what comes to mind mm. when I think of it, which is a lot more positive and encouraging <laughs> and hopeful response than it would have been 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's all about your life in your stage in life and the perspective you have in that stage of life. Yeah. And yeah. now that you've gotten to this point now, that's incredible to see that growth. Yeah. You know, even for yourself personally, you probably look back and you're like, wow, you know, look how far I've come. Absolutely. From Absolutely. what I was at now. Yeah. Where you are at now. Yeah. It helps you be able to enjoy your life more. Yeah. As an overall, I feel like. Yeah. And it's one of those, you know, it's, it might seem so cliche, but you know, don't you hear that term or that phrase, don't let your past determine your future, mm -hmm. you know, and because of what my past is and what I've shared, mm. you know, like I have an opportunity, I have two, two choices. I can not, I don't want to say, oh, woe is me mm -hmm. and feel pity for me. But mm -hmm. or, then you have that other side, the flip side of like, man, what can this be used for? Yeah. What type of hope and encouragement can you give somebody who's mm -hmm. struggling with the same thing, whether it's the same, whether it's a, a similar story to mine mm -hmm. of, of you being, um, you know, the child mm -hmm. being adopted and with a similar story yeah. or you being the mother mm -hmm. that went through the same thing that my biological mother went through. Look, yeah. you're not alone, you know, and 34, however old I am mm -hmm. years later, mm. you know, here I am. Yeah. You know, like I have a heart and a passion to reach you, mm. you know, so that's, that's, you asked me what I thought. That's, that's what I think. I like that though. That's really cool. It's a good perspective to have. Yeah. Overall. <laughs> yeah. So with, you mentioned your, your mom again. So anybody looking to adopt, you know, a, a child or even somebody who maybe not a child, it could be any, at any age. Yeah. What piece of advice do you think you'd give them? I would say just pray about it. You mm -hmm. know, like, you know, I, b I believe that p people believe in something. Yeah. Whether it's it's God or not, they yeah. believe in something. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to say think of whatever that is mm -hmm. and look for the good in it. Mm. Pray about it. Mm -hmm. But have hope mm. and be encouraged because you know what, like, if you're thinking of adopting and all of the, the, the financial aspect of it all and, you know, what could happen down the road, especially if you're doing, a, a you know, a, a, a biracial adoption, mm -hmm. you know, like there's going to be even, you know, even where we're at as, as, as uh, an economy or um, where we're at with um, society, society, yeah. you know, there's still, there's still people that hold <laughs> deep rooted grudges. Yes. You know, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Be prepared because it's going to come. It will come. It will. And the reactions will be different from they every will. single child. <laughs> they absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I, I'm not going to, I don't want to sound prideful when I say this, mm. but I'm a living, breathing testimony. Mm -hmm. No, you definitely are. In, in the flesh of three failed abortions. Mm-hmm but a successful adoption. Mm. 
you know, so, so with that, you know, I'd, I, I'd like to think I turned out okay. Yeah. You know, again, that's a matter of perspective. Like well, I, I said, you turned out fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what you, what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about you as a father. It's not about mm. you as a mother adopting this child. It's you're giving this child, this living, breathing person, mm. an opportunity to live a life, mm. their best life. Yeah. You know, so, so the way I look at that is like you're, you are giving so much more mm. if you're thinking about adoption. Yeah. Regardless of the financial aspect, the mm. the emotional, what what the I don't want to use the term product, um, yeah. But uh, you know the end result mm-hmm. is so rewarding. Mm. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Ugh, there's so many things to think about in that process of adoption. <laughs> there is. It's a it's a it's a roller coaster of emotion that just keeps repeating itself and repeating itself. I remember my yeah. parents said the same thing. It was it was a ball of emotion. Ball of emotion. And a ball of different emotion for each and every child. Because yeah. each and every child, it's keeping different. in mind, has such a different personality and yeah. characteristics. Yeah. Which, that was something, too, we used to talk about, or that I think about a lot, I should say. The idea of being matched as a child, in that mm. specific term. Yeah. I've mentioned this quite a bit, but it's just interesting to me because, again, like in your situation, it's really unique because your family adopted all four of you. Right. And they were mat- quote unquote matched every time. It's like yeah. how do you match a baby mm. with a like a family? Yeah, like you don't even know our personalities yet. You don't know our characteristics. You have no idea what we're gonna turn yeah. out to be. Same idea and concept though, I guess, is being born mm. as a birth and biological. You don't know what they're gonna turn out to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> their characteristics, their personalities are going to be the way that they were born. Yeah, this is how their brain is gonna work. Yeah, and how sensitive they'll be, or how you know, witty they may be or, or whatever the case may be, it comes with that child. Yeah. So it's really interesting that whole entire concept of thinking in that way. Sure. Like how it's going to end up. Yeah. And you really can't determine that based on someone else's experience. Mm. So very interesting. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation and your willingness to share. Yeah. I appreciate your, your heart behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's something that's that's not at least for me that I haven't heard mm-hmm. that is spoken about and you know you hear you being you providing that that platform for for the child or the kid to be able to share their side of the story I yeah. think that gives that gives hope for them mm. that per, that specific individual you know like hey look like even though I went through this difficult season I'm going to be able to I can do this yeah. I can share this you know this is my story mm. you know and and too like I also think it's you're with everybody having a different testimony mm-hmm. again giving this everybody a platform yeah you know it just it's just the heart behind it mm. so I, I really thank you and I'm honored to be on this with you guys mm-hmm. so man it's just it's been a little bit of an emotional uh Discussion interview, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but uh, you know what though? It's uh, it's healthy. Yeah, I think for me to, and I, I would hope it'd be healthy for anybody else that chooses to say, "Hey, I'll I'll be willing to talk about this." You know, like you're making yourself vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think growth can come from that. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share.